and welcome to a very special bonus episode of We Bought a Mic, a pop culture spider cast, mm-hmm. a pop culture webcast, a pop culture pizza time. Sling, sling. Keep going. That's me whizzing <laughs> through the city. Um, with a deep dive into the latest MCU, John Watts, Kevin Feige joint, Spider-Man colon, no way home. Mm-hmm. No way home. The, the you know, like, sweatiest of like these Peter, titles. Peter Lowe. Peter Parker. <laughs> shoo. Shoo. I'm a spider. Do you think, can we get that version of uh, Spider-Man origin story where a spider is like propelling down on Peter? He's like, shoo. Shoo. No. <laughs> get out of here. Go. Sunday's like, <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Pay attention to me. You're doing I have like no that idea was what like you're borderline doing, like on like voices. Lois right there with the ear. Peter, <laughs> Lois, welcome to the show. I'm Ernest. <laughs> I am Drew, and joining us is a very special <laughs> returning guest, Harry Sayer. Harry, mm. that's me. Hey everyone, it's been a. It seems like it's been a while. I'm excited for this. It's. I feel like it's been at least like a year since the last show, or close to it. Uh, well, we had you on for adaptation, so that was like six months ago. Oh, yeah. yeah, that wasn't clearly it. tells yeah. you how I feel about adaptation. My bad on that. Well, it but. tells you about <laughs> the concept of yeah. time, really. <laughs> and um, hey, also, to tell us about you're not you're not time. Drew from this multiverse, Hunter. No, <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, my name is Andrew Garfield. Ah, uh, right, right. There it um, is. So, uh, we are very excited to talk about this movie. There's a lot to get into. Um, it's a big old movie, a whole lot of movie. Mm. So, you know, it, it made a shit ton of money, which is a good place to start. But I mean, basically, uh, we're going to spoil the hell out of this movie. So if for some reason you're listening to this podcast without having seen the movie, like what the hell are you doing? Go out and uh, inhale those Omicron uh, <laughs> uh, little little guys and uh, experience <laughs> Spider-Man it's... as Kevin Feige intended in a room full of nerds screaming at yeah. the top of their lungs. Yeah, I won't lie. I have not really been worried about COVID and movie theaters and all that, but uh, actually sitting in that theater and seeing everyone screaming at every single like thing from their childhood, I was like, oh, you might actually have a super spreader event here. We might actually be in the, the, the deep zone, but it's fine. He says not convincingly. Yeah, it's it's probably fine. I did uh, laugh before the movie started. Uh, they showed a trailer for Sonic 2, mm, uh, which if we yeah. think back to February 2020, a lot of people trace back uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, the live action Sonic the Hedgehog movie as being a super spreader event right before <laughs> the lockdown. So it felt only appropriate that we got a trailer for Sonic 2 at this First, movie yeah. that is made. It, this isn't like a like a misprint or something like that. It's the second best opening for any movie in film history. Not not in COVID, Spider-Man, not in covid not, times, not a not Sonic. <laughs> No, Sonic was number one. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, God almighty. Yeah, that's the craziest thing. $260 million opening weekend, which is like a gargantuan. Like my highest, most optimistic predictions were like below the 200. Yeah, like 180. Same. Yeah. Same. Yep. Yep. Like I people guess needed their Spider-Man. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I mean, th th this movie is so big that you can go off to a thousand different topics, but if we want to talk about the state of the industry, I do think it is, it's kind of undeniably depressing. Like, there's no way around the fact that, like, you know, that people are only seemingly turning out for movies that are playing the smash hits of your favorite Saturday morning cartoons and, uh, you know, movies like Nightmare Alley or West Side Story or X, Y, and Z are uh, all struggling this year. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it's the kind of thing where, you know, you can't get too mad at the movie, but you do wish that there was a bit more variety. Um, on the other hand, if you want to avoid super spreader events, go see Nightmare Alley. It works out. <laughs> nobody, in the nobody in the theater. I swear, it's me and two other people. We had a good time. It's I was planning on talking about this later on, but since we are talking about kind of the big picture of Spider-Man first before we get into the movie itself, it is like interesting that I felt like very conflicted the last couple of days about this movie making so much money because on one hand, it's like the death of yes, yeah, you're exactly right yeah. here. Like this, this yeah. is just seeing it so that people are just viewing every Marvel movie or at least Marvel movies that matter. Sorry, eternal. Sorry, Shang-Chi mm. uh, Marvel <laughs> movies that matter. This is the Super Bowl. This is what we turn right. out for a big. If you want to. Sorry, Steven Spielberg. You <laughs> fucking schlub. <laughs> You're you ain't got nothing <laughs> so on, one on hand, Alfred Molina. Yeah. On one hand, like that does suck that we're watching this. On the other hand, could you imagine if this movie failed to break a hundred million dollars? I think that like AMC would just file for bankruptcy yeah. tomorrow. Like, <laughs> would just I, th shut its I think that it would just like, so while it is sad that this, the state of movie theaters is in a fucked place right now, at least there showed that there can be a heartbeat and that there is a place for yeah. this to, for reason for the doors to stay open, even if it's only for cartoons. Yeah. It's, it's the ultimate like monkey's paw. Where you're just like, please, I That's hope it. to God, <laughs> cinema lives to see another day, and then like, it's like right. the it's ultimate nostalgia <laughs> trip, like Marvel yeah. product. Yeah, it's um, it's a very weird time for movies right now, but uh, I have nothing else to add to that. I can't even be clever. It's just a weird ass time for the state of cinema. Uh, but I guess Hunter, what you said is true. Like, it is good that people are returning because. The box office has been pretty depressed lately, so at least there's some kind of yeah. pendulum swing back this way. I don't know. This is this is the first weekend all year, or I guess counting 2020, which was like a flat line, if you want to call it that, mm -hmm. that the the total box office surpassed 2019's line graph. So we're wow. because of Spider-Man, we are at a point now where all right, you're making more money than on the same weekend back in 2019 which i think was it's rise very, of skywalker yeah it's a very arbitrary lines. line graph to look at is if we look at this one specific weekend <laughs> yeah. in two different years it's like okay yeah. sure i guess if we're just gonna look at it that will, way, but you know that that's weirdly almost a little heartening fine i'll take that like let's let's rock yeah. that's good and that me. and that being said the movie's it's good it's not even yeah. it's not even just good i think it's pretty great mm -hmm. i think this is a great movie i think a lot of it is is very what it does. It is very manipulative in terms of just like reaching for those like nostalgia, like cheap shots, essentially. Mm -hmm. But they work. And I was so surprised how well they work because I, you know, we'll we'll get into all the, the, the nitty gritty of it, all of the the leaks that turned out to to be, you know, essentially true about this movie. But for the most part, 
you know, I think my expectations were somewhat low because I kind of, you know, I couldn't avoid the leaks. And I knew that like a lot of what was going to happen in this movie, which by the way, I, I talked to a friend uh, the other day who had no idea about Ew. anything that, that was going to ass. happen. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I, I'm mm-hmm. so jealous of that. Yeah. And she was like, blown is this away. the greatest movie ever made? Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to take my, uh, my folks to it. Uh, we just watched Spider-Man two, like uh, a couple week, a uh, few weeks ago. And I still don't think they'll recognize Tobey <laughs> Maguire in the movie. I just, <laughs> I think it'll go directly over off the tell them. And I think they'll go, Oh, neat. And I'm going to mark that down and we'll circle back and see if I, yeah. Will I mean, they recognize I like- Alfred Molina though? Absolutely not. Absolutely. <laughs> not. <laughs> I don't even think they know that Andrew Garfield exists or what there were other Spider-Man movies. So that's also going to be a whole thing. What about what about the um, line in the movie when when they are like when Doctor Strange is like, "Hey, that's Alfred Molina from Spider-Man 2." <laughs> that's the classic <laughs> character actor and beloved person theater, <laughs> Alfred Molina. Okay, so yeah, Spider-Man so not to like do a whole wind up with my take, but basically, you know, like these movies have been out since we were all in middle school. And uh, for me, you know, they kind of my excitement for them waxes and wanes over the years. Uh, the worst, I think, was during I think 2016 was Civil War and Doctor Strange, where I just had no pulse for these. I just was yeah, not kind interested. Of a tough little um, run there. Yeah, did not have. Yeah, you know, I love comic books. I read them every Wednesday. I write a few today. It's not like that's my issue. Um, it's just more like you know, these are very similar movies. They're you know of a type, and sometimes I'm more tapped in on a personal than not. So, um, as they were announcing this movie, and they're making it very clear it's going to be a multiverse thing, and they're bringing back the old actors. You know, my if you've ever sat in a room with me for three minutes, my whole thing is like, why are we going back to the well to play? Why, why are we going back to like the back of the closet and playing with these dusty old toys from 20 years ago when we have a bunch of nice working ones now? Like, I, I guess my whole thing is I actually really love the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. I think they really nailed it and figured out like how this character works, like given that it's different ground than the last two franchises. So I've been pretty pleased with how they've been going. So the idea they bring back the old stuff, I just did not see the point. Um, I, I know why they're doing it because we all want to feel like, yeah, we all want to feel like we're kids again. I get it. Like feel safe and warm and like dad still loves you. I get it. But like the idea that we Daddy are. Feige. Yeah. But I, the other way, like, we're, Harry, we're relying don't, on don't this. Don't put words in my mouth. You don't know that my dad still <laughs> loves me. <laughs> That's right. You're I shouldn't assume. I'm sorry, man, but we'll we'll get you guys back together one day. So anyway, um the movie came out and I was really entertained in that it's much, much, much odder and jankier than I expected, but uh with some really fun, cool stuff in it and some stuff that uh does not work, but is interesting in how it does not work. I was very shocked to see which lines the uh the act, returning actors um, fell on it, either quality or completely forgot how to do the roles. I'm sure we'll get into all that. Uh, so I'd give it like a seven and a half. I liked it. It's not one of the best by a long shot, but um, you know, if you missed did Toby, it, did it, did it exceed whatever expectations you had? Yes. Cause my expectations were, I was like, I was expecting to be whelmed instead. Right. I was, that's kind of where I'm at too. Like <laughs> so, I expected a lot. Yeah. I expected a lot of cheap, nostalgia shit which it, we kind of did get mm-hmm. but for some reason it just like worked on me well, 
Well, I think See, the point the point that both of y'all are making is that like this movie by all intents and purposes should have been a fucking mess. This should have been exactly. just a wreck. It should have been just well, nostalgia. It should have felt like Ready Player One. Yes. Except with just Spider-Man or it should have played like how, like if there was a worse version of think about uh, the beginning of Into the Spider-Verse with that. All right, let's do this thing again. Uh, my name is Peter A. Yeah, Parker, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. If we were just going <laughs> to yeah. play those beats over again, but without the same um, sense of like sarcasm to it that Into the Spider-Verse puts on that story, it should have <laughs> yeah. felt like that. And it didn't. It was pretty fucking entertaining yeah. the, and that was kind it's of a hell of a ride and that was the well, most blindsiding thing to me was because i thought that it was going to be too much i was and the thing is that i was actually expecting it to have less nostalgia than it even did and the fact that i was because i thought like oh we'll get like some doc ock and like you know peter uh toby and andrew garfield will show up for like five minutes at the very end yeah it'll just yeah. be like oh look at that fun cameo by them no, they're in like yeah. half of this fucking yeah. movie. Which I was shocked. Which, sorry, spoilers. Fully in spoilers. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I guess, I guess what surprised me more is like, you know, and especially because these movies, they just do, we just watched like three of them, you know, like this past year. Uh, and they all have pretty similar tonal structure, which is, you know, action adventure, high comedy, a lot of humor, you know, and it works incredibly well. There's no denying that. Um, what I didn't expect from this movie, and I'm definitely less high in this movie than you guys are, but what, what it surprised me here is not only is it kind of a heavier, more dramatic and emotional movie that really, really worked for me, it also is also juggling all of that nostalgia and all the comedy. And I don't, but what's fascinating is it's also just really even broader comedy than usual and not very funny. A lot of the jokes fell flat, but you're watching these two tones and these two energies just hit each other all the time throughout the movie and go back and forth and it's you know as a roller coaster it really does have a lot of thrills but like it is so rickety and janky that there are times yeah. in the movie theater i'm like i don't this is insane like you are bouncing from yeah, the murder of a beloved character no it is it's <laughs> like like this thing's like partially made of wood you know it's like there's like yeah you're on a wooden it, roller coaster yeah, yeah like one of those a old lot of it works ones. Oh, and a lot of it works really well, well in ways I did not expect. Um, so I, mean, I, I definitely was like that. The, the fact that we even get both the nostalgia and the drama, I'm happy yeah. with just that minimum baseline thing because it is messy and, and it, you know, there's not like a seamless sync to the two tones. Like you are right, but I don't, uh, I didn't experience what you experienced, Harry, of like the the sort of whiplash kind of taking you in between those two tones. I felt like, at least in my yeah. experience, like I was so swept up in it. I saw it with an opening theater crowd that was so into it, so locked into the movie that I was yeah. just I, I just got swept up into it. You know, you you just that's like the power of cinema. Right. And and it sucks that it has to come in right. such like a Disney product. Okay. But I'm hitting the when button you're in the when you're in the um, in the uh, in mm. the zone of sitting in a theater full of people that are all into it. It's just unparalleled, man. I am hitting, I, I I get it and I fully agree with you, but I'm hitting the button for that is one of three times we get to say the power of movie theaters can erase any flaws within the movie. <laughs> that is it. We're not doing it the full time because I don't know. I've been seeing movies for a while. We've had, I've had many good theater experiences. It's not like the return of the missing like feeling for me. So like, 
I get it. But like for me, it's it's the movie hat like Toby wasn't enough to get me through the issues. And I had a broader point I was going to make, but I, I lost it. So Hunter, well, say okay. something cool. So here, well, uh, and well you might yeah. have to plug your ears a little bit whenever I say this, Harry, because I you mentioned that you like the Tom Holland movies. But um, I've never been the biggest uh, let me think of how I should phrase this because I, I don't want to dismiss Tom Holland as an actor. Tom Holland has never shown me the ability that he has the ability to be a great actor um, until this movie. And I think that this yeah. movie actually he has he, it's the best performance yeah. that he's given in any of these. Movies. For sure. I think that it's absolutely it's kind of telling to me that every one of Tom Holland's movies is not just a Tom Holland movie, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like, think the you first movie Iron is Man. like it's an Iron Man movie. Second movie, Jake Gyllenhaal's in so much yeah. of that movie. Like that movie is, zaddy. yeah, he kind of owns that movie from Tom Holland. And and, uh, and uh, Nick Fury's all up in that movie yeah, too. Yeah, Nick Fury as yeah. well. And then this movie, it's just like, well, we're also gonna put two other Spider-Men in here and also <laughs> Dr. Strange and like Willem yeah. so, fucking Defoe. Yeah. Uh, no. So and we got it. We got it. Molina. We have to clear out the fucking oh, we'll paint for Willem that. Defoe because Willem Defoe. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Willem Defoe is my favorite villain performance in any movie ever. Uh, no one plays evil like Willem Defoe does. He's a king in this movie. But he goes beast he's mode. Unbelievable in this. He is easily the best part of this movie by far. And Hunter, you're saying something else. Uh, no, well, I was just saying that this movie actually did. It showed me that Tom Holland has more than one note. He has more than just like, isn't it like so like crazy that I'm just like this high schooler with powers now? <laughs> like that's what he does for the first two movies. And it's just like, oh God, I'm so awkward. There's this girl that I like too. Like, I don't know what to do with myself. And it's like, yeah. bro, you're 26. <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta start like getting some more notes. All you right. gotta start yeah, adding I'll to the belt here I, now. <laughs> I should lead off. Yeah, I'm a very, um, cause I've been reading I've read so many friggin' Spider-Man comics and they've made so many movies, but like for years, for years and years and years, my brother and I always said, we always loved the Spider-Man comics. Our thing always was, where is the high school dorky Spider-Man movie? Where's the one where he's just an idiot kid being dumb, trying to figure it out and also like punches the rhino or whatever. And when we walked out of homecoming, I was like, oh, cool. They did it. Like they locked it down. Like this is this is the right energy. And I agree that like he hasn't really had much of a chance to show his range. Um, but I love this flavor so much. I don't totally yeah. care all the time. Well, um, I like that, yeah. that they're giving us something different that we got mm-hmm. such a similar take on Spider-Man between the Toby and the Garfield run. I know that with Garfield, they were trying to do more of like a, hipster heartthrob kind of deal that didn't fully work out, man. But they, they, they were kind of going for, you know, very similar things. And with Tom Holland, they were like, okay, let's do something that's completely different. Let's age him down. Let's actually sell the high school aspect and let's tell a story. That's more about how um, this kid becomes an adult, not necessarily like how he becomes a superhero or maybe, yeah, maybe how do people, he goes from being like a wannabe superhero to like, you know, an actual Avengers level uh, player, um, which and- is different because, you know, they have to fit him into the MCU. One of one of my biggest like complaints about Homecoming is how tied it is to the MCU with Iron Man yeah. and Stark and all of that. But no. the way they do it, it fits like for the most part, it works. You feel like that's an essential extension of the universe. 
Um, but I think that they were going for something different. And I, and I really, really like that. But um, on the flip side, you get a lot missing from what I think people like about Spider-Man. You don't get like the sort of, um, you know, more kind of down to earth human struggles that I think the Raimi movies captured so, so well of a, a guy who's just struggling to get by, who can't catch a break, who can't balance anything in his life, who who doesn't get any wins. And it is just like beaten to death by this fucking struggle to be a hero and just function as a human being. You don't so get the, that from the Holland iteration until this movie. This is the one well, where they're like, we're going to do it. It's undeniable that all of the Tony Stark and the, Nick Fury and all that is just like serving the corporate overlords and getting like that uh, Robert Downey Jr. recognition into like the Sony movie and all that. But the reason why I think it frankly works really well in Homecoming and something that all three of the movies have done that I always really appreciate is that like that first movie, Homecoming particularly, it frames Peter's obsession with Tony Stark as like a very immature, like kind of boneheaded thing. Like these movies never really posit Peter as a very smart kid. He really is young and immature and he makes a lot of bonehead moves. And a lot of homecoming is him wanting to be like Iron Man and just completely missing the forest for the trees on what it takes to actually be like an adult and an actual hero. And they kind of stick with that, both of him giving the glasses to Mysterio in the second movie and this one messing up Doctor Strange's spell. It's really like like they don't lose sight of the fact that this is really a kid who's going to screw up. And just it's in this movie that he he really screws up, although <laughs> the, drone, the drone army was pretty bad in the last one. But no, it's it, there's like there's like a thematic like character, like like focus. That they're not really losing, even though there are like connections to the bigger world. I actually think it's tuned very well in Homecoming. I think that's an excellent movie. And then. Uh, home, uh, far from homes, just got a bit more like, hey, remember Iron Man? Like, this is still a, <laughs> this is still a Marvel product. Don't worry. Yeah, it's it's an epilogue too. Like more than anything, yeah. far from home just acts like, oh man, remember the Avengers yeah. that you knew and you yeah. loved? They're all dead. A little bit. They're all dead. A little bit. Well, but also yeah. that movie, I I just rewatched. I rewatched all the Spider Mans leading up to this just to kind of get into the full same hype, mode of it. And far from home, I was so much warmer on it than back when it came out in 2019, just because when that movie came out, we were so hot off of uh Spider-Verse that it was just like, <laughs> this is so mid. Well, and also Endgame came out like three months prior. Exactly. Well, that's, so you're, it's well, like that's a come down. Yeah. Well, that's why, but that's why like I appreciate it because it really does. Like, I know we always talk about like, oh, these movies get so big and they get so overwhelmed. They have all these pieces, but even though there are like Nick, I mean, Mysterio is just a villain in the Spider-Man movie. I don't really, I'm not really upset. Jake Hall's in it, but that movie, even far from home still, it still keeps its scale relatively personal and is yeah. not trying to do a thousand things. And I do appreciate that. And that's where this movie starts to lose me a bit because it is like, okay, now we're going for it. And it's, you know, it's a little rockier. It's, so I com I completely, I, I completely agree with that. What you're saying here. That is something that I've always liked, even going back to whenever I was a kid. And one of the things I always liked about Spider-Man is that he's not saving the universe. He's not mm -hmm. like, he's not yeah. the fucking, he's not the Eternals. He's not a God. He's just like, he's just, yeah. He's just, he's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. He's just here to just solve like this weird, uh, like, giant kingpin dude who's just like yeah. trying to take over the block or something yeah. like that like that's which i 
how much do we want to spend into the diving into like the nostalgia core of this movie well, you and have like to. what the future ramifications are and how uh, we see Netflix's oh, Matt Murdock, Matt Murdock is oh, here. Right. <laughs> that was I mean, a great so scene. My, I did like, fast. I had no idea that was happening. I was like, oh, oh. that was a genuinely yeah. delightful moment. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I just wanted to, to yeah. mention real quick though, with far from home that revisiting that movie it really landed way better on the on the rewatch mm-hmm. how fucking good zendaya is mm-hmm. how talented she is how well calibrated her uh specific take on the spider-man femme fatale is and how different mm-hmm. it is from what Kristen Dunst and Emma Stone did, which I I love, but it's much more modernized and it's much more fresh. And her chemistry with Tom Holland is perfect in that movie. And the fact that that movie kind of has, you know, aside from all of the Mysterio stuff and the Stark stuff, a central romance that that movie is about Peter Parker trying to kiss the girl on the European vacation trip. That's what that movie is mainly about. And that was, you know, kind of lost on me on the first time through. And I really like just latched onto that so much more revisiting it. And the way that through line is continued in no way home is fucking glorious. And so go ahead. Well, I don't want to cut you off. Go ahead. Well, no. And I was basically just going to use that as a way to like dive into the the movie essentially. So the, the opening of this movie is fucking glorious because it it, it picks up immediately after no way or far from home. When uh, JK Simmons coming back as J Jonah Jameson reveals to the world that Peter Parker is Spider-Man and that's the talking heads. Yeah, huge cliffhanger (laughs) at the end of Far From Home, which like what a way to end a movie where it's like, oh, how's he going to get out of this one? And for this movie to pick up on that energy, that erratic energy of like, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap, what is going on? My entire world is ending is so, so good. The fallout of that is so great. And the way MJ reacts to being swung around (laughs) as they're like trying to figure out what to do and where to go is yeah. so good because Im- imagine how it must feel like to be grabbed by spider-man <laughs> and swung around fucking new york city it is yeah. so scary it looks fucking terrifying i i think the first 40 minute really before alfred molina shows up with all respect to him, i think that is easily the strongest part of the movie i think i think it's i was shocked in my theater like how locked in and how much i was enjoying every second of that because it is like it's just so skillful it's just so like like gracefully told i think the actors are really just doing their job so well i'm I'm now i'm like making a case for the basics here but it's just a really excellent cast dealing with this whole new situation and it's got this good zippiness to it without feeling like it's papering over anything and it's something you have not seen in these movies before and i was like in i was like oh okay right yeah these last two movies i've loved i'm like I'm good for this, you know? And it's not like, it, and it's not like it, you lose it entirely as the movie goes on, but as the movie's priorities shift, you do get away from it a bit. And that's what, you know, is weird about this movie, but it's all there. And like, just to finish what I was saying, Ernest, yeah, like Zendaya like crushed the last movie. She's so good in this one. I love that like the movie maintains, like not only like, like Peter Parker's a nerd, but like in this, in this trilogy, like all three of them are 
real ass like science nerds like they really are like the people who would be in like like after school like to like debate class and all of that like and I, I always appreciate that's not just like like a broad sense of nerd but it's more like no no these are all like trivia like fun fact like obsessed mm. people and stuff like that yeah they're all getting into mit like that's <laughs> yeah, exactly. all three people it. are getting into mit and it's yeah. to your point also i because you are dead right i mean zendaya is she's a fucking gem like yeah. we've we've mm -hmm. praised zendaya now like several times and about how she's underutilized or misutilized and so many projects uh see malcolm and marie see <laughs> dune um that like it's just we need to we need to get zendaya more reps in yeah. all of these hey, movies euphoria that she's season in. two coming coming hey. real soon hey oh i'm here for that baby um but i do love that at least this the first act of this movie does let her do stuff because you know that it's coming that eventually she's going to get sidelined because this is a spider-man movie and at the end of the day we have to watch our action figures punch each yeah. other but like <laughs> i am glad that at least we get that first act to see her just fucking kill it and also the guy who plays ned just perennially underrated like he he battalion yeah they just they always like you know there's that joke in the first movie about like being the guy in the chair and everything like that but mm -hmm. like he does inject so much life into that otherwise nothing character in all of these other movies that love that guy i i have a couple nitpicks about him uh that i want to get okay. to oh later. like that he's just like a fucking <laughs> wizard now <laughs> <laughs> is that, yeah. is that your after, after like the entire like second act of doctor strange like a, a, a 40 minute chunk of that movie is devoted to like how difficult it is to <laughs> open and my a guy portal. just like he puts on and he puts on a nice ring and it's just like i got this now yeah, I open got up this. portals right, hold yeah. on, hold on. I got to hit my button again. If we start questioning literally anything in this movie, it's all going to fall apart. <laughs> oh, oh, Harry. Really oh, no, you're not. You're not going to like instantly. you're not going to like some of the things that we're going to question here. I probably <laughs> agree. I just I was in the theater like, well, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't work. That's just no, stupid. Like, no, we have to just get rid of it, you know? Yeah. Like how the multiverse opens and it only opens up into only Spider-Man universes yeah. or anything like, OK, no, you can destroy this movie in a well, because, heartbeat. Because with, it's the yeah. whole thing is that it's only people that know Peter Parker is Spider-Man. OK. Also, how Doctor Strange is like the fucking greatest wizard on Earth and gets distracted by a teenager. Start like talking well, to him. While he's I actually uh, what when, is, when what? we saw when we saw the trailer for this movie, I was on board for that criticism. But the way it plays out in the actual movie, I think, is actually really good because Which they take their time when the spell gets fucked up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Parker comes in. He's like, I don't want anybody to know that I'm that I'm Spider-Man. I need you to cast a spell to make sure that people forget. And then he's like, oh, wait, but actually this person should still know. Oh, and actually this person should also know. And now that you mention it, this other person should also know. <laughs> and those beats are like they're kind of like perfectly spaced out where yeah. you get the sense that it's like this natural progression to messing up the spell not like this fuck like this massive fuck up it's just like <laughs> slightly tiptoeing in that direction as the yeah. scene goes on and it's visualized really well mm -hmm. with these like the rings, rings around yeah. strange how each ring is a different different iteration of the spell mm -hmm. so i thought that like the way it actually plays out in the movie actually makes sense and it just goes to the point that like peter is not really the kind of guy 
to consider the full scope of the situation. He's and dumb. Just, yeah. <laughs> it's just, he's a <laughs> mean way. He's a, that's, that's, I love that part. I'm like, oh, right. This kid, this kid is just, well, actually, can we change this? I'm like, no, I do. Like, the, the best part in that is just like, ah, oh, well, it was like a whole thing when I had to tell my Aunt May that I was <laughs> like, it's not even like she again. has to know. It's just like, oh, it's just yeah. like, it's really like inconvenient for me. Can uh, you just like, give me a solid man? Yeah. <laughs> No, that was, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't really care to even devote energy to like those nitpicks of this right. movie. I'll let the nerds dissect that because I that doesn't yeah, bother at me. At the end of the but, day, it's all fun. It's all yeah. that's all mm-hmm. this movie I, is. It's just a fun ride. So, mm-hmm. going after the first act of this movie gets in a sec. Like, once we start to like, I think the movie starts to kind of take a shift whenever they send Peter gets Molina. sent on this adventure to, well, not even in the, cause the Molina part. Yes. But that kind of filters into this whole idea of like this, like fun house. We have to catch all the, all the baddies. Yeah. So we have to go around yeah. town with our little tool here and then leading up, fetch up through. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, and that's kind mm-hmm. of how it feels. This is like the worst part of the movie for me. Like by a mile is just like, ah, oh. cause it just, it it's the most telegraphed yeah. of the second acts, which is that happens in so many of these Marvel movies where trying to we have to, to the, the yeah, we have to manufacture it. a conflict for our hero to resolve in the third yeah. act. And like, it really is manufacturing yeah. a conflict. It's we're going to get all the bad guys in one place. And then we're actually not going to send them home. We're actually going to try and make it better. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm gonna uh, push back because the it, this it's not. I think it's the weakest act, but like what what delights me about this movie, the part that like they do get it, they do know like they understand this character and that because you know it makes sense that this that Peter Parker like just straight up would not want to let these people die if he can stop it, and that's like an earnestness and an empathy that they kind of treat all of these characters and actors that I just did not expect. And that's like, okay, this movie's heart is in the right place, even if it's going in a thousand different directions. And, and you get these villains actually in the movie, like not yeah. just like doing CGI action shit, well, but just like the, for Thomas Hayden church. But yeah, Peter, uh, it's I, me. Flint. Marco. <laughs> Peter, it's me. Pay for my pool. Like, Jesus yeah, Christ. Um, that was, yeah. No, I Can laughed I, out loud at that moment. So, <laughs> so there is that, yeah. which is shaky there. But you know, it's the best, the best decision that this movie made was to, yeah. hey, you know what? Same. We're not going to put Willem Dafoe in a mask. Oh, we aren't yeah. going to put Jamie in a mask. Fucking We're going to let these actors fucking act. Daddy. He's destroying the mask yep. in the first scene. Fuck it. We don't care about like, if you want to see the Green Goblin with this mask on, you see it for like, half a second now you get to look at willem defoe's face yeah that looks like the green goblin yeah he can distort his face what when you when peter runs into the uh the shelter and he's like oh my god like aunt may's under attack and she's just talking with like really distraught like in pain green goblin i'm like oh is this movie special is this like getting Mm. at something we have not seen that's where i'm like oh this is playing with something i've never seen in any of these movies and using all this talent that we haven't seen like this is this could be really special and And i i just i love that so much yeah you're totally right and i love that the movie takes you can tell for for as as kind of backwards as it may seem to bring all these people back and not Mm -hmm. let them have their 
finality that they had in those movies. And those movies are amazing as they are. They still, yeah. this move, whatever this movie does, good or bad, doesn't change that we have those no. movies and they'll no. always be there intact. But this movie takes the time to pay attention to certain details and, and in bringing these actors back, carry over what was established in those other movies and not mm. ignore little things like the fact that Melina or, or Doc Ock is this like kind, warm man yeah. at heart or that or that Osborne is this uh, fractured Human. Jekyll and Hyde type of guy who has like multiple personalities in him. Like they what? they they, yeah. they take on what was on what was established and build upon it. It is a continuation of the arcs from those movies, which I didn't think that they would take the time to, to pay attention to those little details. I, I genuinely thought that they were just going to do something that like would yada yada a bunch of shit and just put something together <laughs> that was like, well, it kind of ties back, but not really. Mm -hmm. If you mm -hmm. look closely enough, like, no, these are the same guys. Yeah, Jamie Foxx fell into a pool of electric eels. <laughs> so that's a okay, so thing. Fall. So like, no, you're, <laughs> you're absolutely right that I, I do lose how love how they reframe some of these actors. And Defoe and Molina easily are the stars of this movie, I feel. They're the ones having the most interesting stuff and having the most fun. Uh, but on the other side, and this is totally different from acting, we have to, you know, when I was realizing that this movie is going to bring everyone in, my question is, okay, in using all these pieces from, you know, three of like some of the best superhero movies ever made, I'm speaking about Raimi's, like you really are comparing yourself to like some serious level of craftsmanship. Can you match up? And this movie sometimes, this movie sometimes does. Yeah. Other times, visually, it has Sandman no. and Lizard who look like <laughs> dog shit. And God, it's like why the most embarrassing. And that, Sandman, <laughs> Sandman was fine to me. Like that was forgivable. Yeah. Lizard? Lizard looked like like that would have looked bad in like 2010. Like, so you know what the sad thing? part is though? It looks kind of better than it looked Dude. in the old uh, Amazing Spider-Man movie. I, I, I know. thought he looked better like, in the old one. I, well, the thing is, did you did you see by the way that Thomas Hayden Church and Reese Ivins, or how he pronounce his name, both of their footage of being cured is actually just literal yeah, footage recycled. from their movies <laughs> recycled, which is just that's shameful. No, no, it's just like visually, like, and also I, I should say, like, I just watched Far From Home on 4K. That movie looks incredible. It really is beautiful. And then this movie is kind of ugly. And I don't, I don't mean, or, or at least like non descript there's no like moment mm. beyond peter swinging on the power lines at dusk where i'm yeah, just that's like the best wow this looking is thing. yeah it's just it's very very like a lot of parking lots and a lot yeah. of like garages there's, all, oh, there's oh, a lot of wait, egregious I don't, uh, green screen so i know i, I yeah. know i'm skipping far ahead and we can move backwards from here but i just have to talk sure. right now i'm thinking about it Probably like one of the most bold moves I've ever seen in any Marvel movie is that they took the Statue of fucking Liberty <laughs> and they're like, we're going to make this a Captain America icon now. Yeah, right. That's I, did, I dug that. I'm like, that's dope. That's like I like was in the theater. I, I like like grabbed guy. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm not a patriotic person, but I was like, that is Kevin Feige, like you are really the just balls like, on this you're, man. Yeah, you dropped your fucking balls <laughs> I, I, on the table right there and said, "Fuck America." Yeah, it's like <laughs> Captain America. Yeah, it's here. like painting. It's like painting the White House like a 
Hulk green. Yeah, that's the I most think, insane choice that I've ever seen in my life. In these you movies. have to res- <laughs> you have to respect these movies just getting more and more cartoony. But yeah, I mean, just to pull back, but it is like, but where like you know, so I was so in the pocket during this part where you're seeing all of the villains kind of like reflect and kind of work together and try to yeah, just cure themselves in happy yeah. condo. All these all these uh, Oscar nominees yeah. just on yeah, which, which I'm kind of thinking like. In the back of my head, I'm like, there's no way all these people were in the same room together. Like Jamie Foxx shot all his scenes in front of the green screen. Like, <laughs> but you know, the, no fact that, the fact that it was like it, it felt real in the moment is all you can ask. And then things start to get a little trippy for me. And I've talked to Ernest about this already a thousand times. But like, you know, the movie kills Aunt May in the middle of it. And it's kind the of fight leading up to it is is so fucking incredible. Great. And that's what I'm talking about, where it's like the dramatics are there. The action's great. It's like Peter versus a human who's yeah. making really scary face. It's all feeling very visceral. Like, you know, yeah. Relatively tactile, you know, and then you kill Aunt May. And I, I was, re- I, I liked the scene. It felt like out of nowhere because these movies have mm-hmm. not used Marissa Tomei in any meaningful way. Uh, and it, but like, you know, like I do like, you know, it, um, not so much a far from home, but in homecoming, there's that great scene where Peter gets crushed by all the rubble by the vulture. And it's like, it just takes this pause and he's Tom Holland plays it like in that movie, like incredibly come on Spider-Man stark and afraid. Yeah. But just like, just him like, like sobbing and like screaming, like in this rubble, he's like, (laughs) Jesus Christ, this is a kid. He is like, it's very, it feels a little more harrowing than you'd expect. And then this has the same thing where it's like, this is a little bit heavier and more like, darker than you'd expect. And I've always appreciated that. And then the movie immediately shifts into fucking goofy town, nostalgia, like come fest with Andrew Garfield. And I, yeah, well, we love to so, see it. So Harry. Two, two Do things we love that. it? I don't know. Two don't things know. to that. <laughs> That's it. One. Yeah. I knew Marissa Tomei was dying five minutes into this movie. Whenever it was very oh, yeah. clear, Marissa Tomei is going to be a key figure in these movies. And I was like, oh, so she's definitely yeah. dying because they haven't used <laughs> yeah. Marissa Tomei in any of these yeah. other mm-hmm. fucking movies before. And now they're mm-hmm. going to use it just in time for her to be like, to sit down and be like, Peter, we don't kill people, <laughs> yeah. Peter. We yeah, help you, Peter. those Senior in citizen. need. And it's like, it's oh, she, you're so going to die at the hand of these villains. <laughs> um, yeah. But there's that going into because now that kind of transitions into like the back half of this movie is once we meet our own spider-man our our old friends our best friends look i i know i know it i know that this was just this is like a pixar level of just like pushing the button to play with your fucking emotions but like here's the thing Andrew Garfield is one of the greatest actors working mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how shitty those movies are. I think Andrew Garfield is like he's the most talented. He's the most talented person to ever play Spider-Man. I didn't mean it. I, I didn't mean it. I wasn't doing a by, joke. He's just really great. No, I think like by a mile. He, I think he's so much better than Tobey Maguire or Tom yeah. Holland. Tom Holland, you know, of course, he's young, blah, 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 whatever. I don't you care. Can, yeah. But yeah. Like, here's the thing, like Andrew Garfield was an incredible actor and then he became Spider-Man. Yeah. So many of these other actors, it works the other way around. They become Spider-Man, then they get famous and yeah, they go point. on to do whatever. Andrew Garfield, he was 30 when he got the role of Spider-Man. And, and not just that, this man put his whole soul into yes. this yeah. and character. You can, you can feel he that in his performance. It's like, I... 
do think, and it's tr- it's a hundred percent playing off of a bad movies ending, but the the death of Gwen Stacy. That's great. How th- th- Andrew's performance when he saves MJ at oh. the end is like mm, it's it truly me. heartbreaking. Yeah. And like I didn't I didn't fucking think this movie was gonna make me feel these emotions. Like it was gonna make me nostalgic for yeah. the amazing Spider Man too. Are you kidding me? I mean, that, that's no. the kind of so, cheap shots that I'm talking about. Like that's a cheap shot, but it. It works. still got it me in the gut. It and doesn't matter. I didn't block it, but it, I don't know if, if even cheap is the is the right. I wouldn't because no. it doesn't. It's an easy. It's an easy way to man, to emotionally man, manipulate an audience, but it I doesn't. Yeah. I'm not mad about it. I don't think you need to apologize for like how good Andrew Garfield is in this movie. He is so good that you forget that most of his plot in this movie is just describing to you like what would have happened in his next movie yeah. where he's like, oh, this stuff happened. You never saw it. But let me tell you, it would have been crazy. And I'm going to say it. So play, though. He, he no, he is. It. He is so freaking good in this movie he is so like he's wearing all of his emotions on his sleeve he is so charged and now we're gonna get to my haters corner which is it's so much more obvious compared to sickly ass toby (laughs) mcguire who shows up and is the most bored i have ever seen this man in any performance he's a muted performer in his own right anyway but i've never (laughs) seen a man more checked out dude was just there to get his check and fucking go and andrew mcguire is and and honestly we love this i'm indifferent i won't lie i um i love those original movies so much but i was never like man toby's bringing it home for me so like i i was not it, it was very funny like like we all remember Endgame, like where everyone's cheering and screaming at the all the return of all the heroes and this big Avengers Assemble moment. It's very funny. I was in the theater, like watching everyone have the same reaction for like this <laughs> leukemia Mc- patient. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> McGuire. It's well, Toby McGuire. And I'm just like, it's dude, when he no, walks I, in, I, I, that's like yeah, he doesn't I, even know no, where he is. Yeah, <laughs> I love this. Like, that was the funniest thing was that he comes yeah. in, he's just not even in a Spider-Man suit. He's just like, hey guys. And it's just like, yeah. man, they like they couldn't even get at it's first. It's like a I was, Saturday night live. Switch. I like I yeah, really thought it was gonna be a thing. I was like, oh my god, dude, if Toby McGuire doesn't even put on the Spider-Man suit, this is gonna be <laughs> the greatest like fake out moment in movie history. Like, please just have him just be like, Yeah, no, I was definitely Spider-Man. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I just want to say I'm not I'm not made of stone. I know it's cool. It really is cool. It's cool, like just from like a, a real life perspective that they figured all the f- financial f- yeah. co- contract finagling everyone in production standpoint. Yeah, it is now, now that said when you compare those scenes of the three peters which to me was like two actors bringing it one person getting this check and like the broadest comedy you've ever seen in your life compared to all the returning villains who are doing like really fascinating, empathetic, powerful stuff. There's just no comparison. I think the three Peters are easily the weakest part of this yeah. movie. I well, think you, it's you really this, not denying. You mentioned yeah. this when we were texting about it, but you you said that it's likely that um, there were multiple versions of the script that I were wildly that different and got kind of Frankenstein yes. mashed together. I, I have to imagine there was a version of this movie that was Peter's identity being revealed, going through some shit, losing Aunt May and realizing he has to step up in this weird way and go 
erase his citizenship from America or whatever. And then later they locked down Peter and uh, uh, Aunt Toby and Andrew Garfield. Cause it feels like the starkness and the, and the, really this is like a darker Spider-Man movie. This is like, there's like a more there. He wants to kill people. This is not like the fake, like evil venom stuff in Spider-Man three. This is like emotional stakes mixing with, just the broadest, most fan servicey shit. And it, what was fascinating to me is not that the fan service stuff was bad, because I think it was pretty solid, occasionally very good, but compared to how much good stuff this movie was doing in this dramatic corner and watching these two energies fight all the fucking time in the movie, it was such a weird experience. Well, see, I didn't see uh, it as a while fight. watching. Yeah, so I actually- I think, I, you, I think you have to. I, think, bit, I found but, it a little bit yeah. more- of a good marriage. And I didn't really feel the Frankenstein nature to it, mostly because I feel like not to say that they're completely beyond this because Marvel still has some misses, but like the, like, I feel like the multiverse was always at maybe like what you're talking about is right. If we go back like seven years ago when this script was oh, originally yeah, this pitched, is not but like, like immediate. I'm I thinking, mean, Marvel has wow. everything planned out to the point that this isn't our first time seeing the multiverse. They had right. fucking Loki come out earlier this year. That's and already introducing. And I, yeah, the what if, which I have not watched. What if, um, but no. I, uh, nor have I watched Hawkeye, nor do I really plan to, to be honest. Well, you'd be surprised just, how okay. much the multiverse so, plays into Hawkeye. Oh, it's the key and key and all of the different Hawkeye. Jeremy Renner. I heard that, that Jer- through the. Portals. Yeah, I heard that Jeremy Renner. I heard that in one of them, Hawkeye like put it puts the bow and arrow in his mouth in front of his wife and family. <laughs> what's going yeah, on? There, there's a Hawkeye that's, that's, app that's, that's, that's like really toxic. Oh, for those who don't know, that's too. Jeremy Renner in real life did put a gun in his mouth in front of his family and say he's going to kill. Oh, him I his forgot wife about that. Allegedly. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, no, I, um, I, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I think that movie's third act, like, has to remind you that Aunt May's dead. And I don't think that's like a success on its part. It really is just like bouncing around a little bit there. I guess, I guess my, whole thing, mind. my whole thing is that because I've just kind of accepted that. Tom Holland isn't actually going to get a chance to reflect his full acting abilities in these silly cartoon movies as most actors can't, to be honest, that isn't even really a criticism of him. It's most people don't even get the time of day to do that. But I think that that being said, if I'm looking past this as like a, like a real movie, if I'm looking at past this as a capital F film and looking at this as like a movie popcorn fair, it's then a, I think it's that a it's a theme park, right? I think that it's I think that's pretty well executed. I oh, actually yeah. I don't think I'm not as dismissive of the Toby performance as you are, Harry. I, I actually he's just chilling. I kind of like he's I like hanging it out because the thing is that this movie does is it doesn't zap uh toby from the end of spider-man 3 it doesn't zap uh andrew garfield from the end of amazing spider-man 2 it's taking them where they are now like if if the events of spider-man 3 took place uh what 15 years ago because yeah, 2007 one, 2007 yeah so 14 years ago yeah. this is there's a, we're seeing what 45 year old peter parker looks exactly. like exactly and it to that sense. point i kind of like that he like kind of looks like he's just like there he's just vibing I love his little bit that he talks about. He's just like, you know, me and MJ, like we're together, but you know, it's, you got to work at it. Yeah. I appreciate that. Just I, him, like, just talking about marriage. I appreciate uh, Andrew Garfield just still being sad that him and Emma Stone broke up. Well, um, he broke her neck. 
yeah, on well, the ground. Well, he broke her neck and then she did dump him uh, to be with our guy, Dave. Oh, um, that's right. So, and he still hasn't quite gotten over that past relationship. Yeah. And I appreciate him working through those feelings Shout out to Dave on McCary, screen. The in father front of, all of, of her us. child. What I'd, what I'd say in response is if we're talking about seeing middle-aged Spider-Man on screen, I mean, A, I think one movie already has a lot of personality that's called Spider-Verse. And B, yes. I, I do think Toby has, Toby's got a tougher job for me because A, I'm not accepting that, oh, well, he's older. That's why he doesn't act anything like the character he used to play for whatever reason. But like, it's also, those Raimi movies are so stylized and so very specific to like the 1960s golden age, kind of Peter Parker, the kind of like real, like classic, like big glasses dork and all that. And he plays it very well in those. And I, I was curious how they would bring that into the more, I, let's be nice and say sanded down version of the MCU, which has a more like, let's call it a flat style. And I think he did some pretty generic quips. I don't, I, I just, just like utterly lacking. What else was he going to do? Did you know that he had a bad back though? Yeah. He did. <laughs> did you know that? I, actually, I didn't I, know that. Uh, God. Yeah. That's rough, man. I know. Like, I, I, I love that. That was so <laughs> funny, man. Come on. I, the, uh, <laughs> Look, it's the thing where it's like, it's like, hey, let's make a movie where there's an old Spider-Man. Which, we, well, he should have a bad back. And I'm like, all right, he did have a bad fine. back. That was the whole joke. <laughs> he hit his back once. <laughs> it's fine. It's I look, who, splitting hairs. You're probably right. Whatever. Who cares? These yeah. movies are all stupid, anyways. And I, I, I liked it. I had a nice time. I had a smile on my, my face when I too. saw them. It just I doing think, some nice my, acting. My favorite parts of this movie were those scenes where Tobey Maguire. Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland are just talking. Just talking. They're Not, just talking. Yeah, the, just, the scene in the lab where they're just like talking to each other, the scene on the rooftop when they're like reminiscing about the pain and the grief that comes uh, with this that, life. Mm, like uh, it, there is just so much there. The, and, and of course you're going to get into this broad comedy shit about like where the organic web comes from and have you had a web clog? Like, no, that was good. The, that was funny. That was funny. Yeah, that was, that was really, it's gonna, I will, I will say the one, now that's one thing I did not like on that rooftop scene with the three P and this is, this is super nitpicky, but if we're talking about like Tom Hall not having ownership of his own movies, I didn't love that. Like, my read anyways, when Aunt May dies and is like, well, with great power, there must also come great responsibility. And then he, she dies and he's going through all of it emotionally. And then the other Peters show up and then like, they also like finish the phrase for him again, like great power, with great responsibility. And he's like, how do you know that? And it's like basically saying, well, they think it's important. And so it must be important for you. It's like, well, Jesus, even these Peters are stepping on his like realization moment mm, because yeah. it's almost like, like a, like a top down, like, Hey, this is important to you because, well, because it's important. It's important. Yeah. No, like, you're, yeah. give the kid a fucking break. Let him do so, his own movie. Sorry. So the, it, no, Harry, you are dead. Right. And that is again, going to that point about whether it's Marvel, whether it's Tom Holland, I like yeah. something, there is a disconnect between like letting this guy actually like really act and really have his own space. Yeah. It also goes back to just, we could destroy this. If we compared this movie to Into the Spider-Verse for like half oh, a second, no way, this dude. movie is like dog shit. It's dog shit. <laughs> There's a reason why Into the Spider-Verse is my favorite movie, is one of my favorite movies yeah. of the last decade. And why it's like a my favorite movie. movies like that movie's ever, not to be honest. Trying to do nostalgia. I, yes, but well, yeah, no, and well, it's it's 
trying to play on your ideas of what nostalgia is. And this and movie isn't yeah. really playing with your ideas of what nostalgia is. It's saying, here's nostalgia. Great. This is like probably as good of fan service as I right. as best could have happened. Yeah, this is kind of close to best case scenario for me. Like this is up. I mean, there's a reason why like I I haven't revisited Endgame at home because I know that that movie yeah. is probably a fucking mess and I will never I don't I, I might just never see that movie again because that I like that feeling I yeah. had when seeing it in the theater or where I could just Can't go like turn my brain off and just fully enjoy like my yeah. action figures punching each other was something that I don't ever want to lose. Well. <laughs> I'm going to be a little warmer in that, like, it's not that the Toby and Andrew stuff is bad, but when you have the villain stuff and the Tom Holland and Zendaya stuff, that's so good. It just is a little lacking by comparison, which is not to say it's bad. I just, there is a disconnect. One thing I do want to say, and this is not an epic, I think that this was a real problem while we're talking about Spider-Verse is, and again, I talked with Ernest about this and animation has the benefits of having different kind of body shapes and silhouettes mm-hmm. and structures, and yeah. you can really have them delineated and like you can see them differently on a screen. Um, it, it is baffling that they filmed that final fight at night with three Spider-Men that look exactly the fucking same. Like yeah. they are yeah. not, di- like they're, I'm not like, this is a real problem. Like Diana and I, Diana and my girlfriend and I were both watching this in theater. Like, we don't know what's happening right now because we don't know who, which Peter it is on the screen. That's such and a that's bummer an, too because it's such a you bummer know? too because they all three have like very distinguished suits. Like you can tell if you, I mean, Maybe. this is again like kind of getting into like a little bit nerdish stuff, but like I can look and say like that's the Raimi suit yeah. or that's the Garfield when suit. it's in bright daylight. Yeah, because like yeah. the Garfield suit is like so like that deep blue on the sides and everything else like that. And in the end, we see like uh, Tom Holland, like making his own suit that kind of looks closer to the old, like animated, amazing, amazing Spider-Man suit, which I'm sure that looks dope. Looks Um, so good. Perfect. Do y'all have anything else? Because I want to talk about the ending and what Spider-Man is from here. So, so just a couple, just a couple things. Just, I want to reiterate that I fucking love Willem Dafoe. He's a king. Yes. He goes daddy beast mode in this movie. But to <laughs> me, the MVP of this movie is Andrew Garfield. I got so sure, much sure. out of I, every he's, moment he's so good. that he's on screen. The moment where he jumps through that portal, my feet are fucking lost their minds. Just <laughs> yeah, same. People were like having a, a, a crisis a religious experience seeing this man jump through that portal and take off his mask. So to that point, um, because, you know, you see the first portal and I thought we were going in chronological order. I was expecting that to be Toby at first. And I see Andrew Garfield (laughs) and uh, fun fact, uh, listeners, I I know, I know, I know. Don't shame me, but I've actually never seen all of the amazing Spider-Man two. That's okay. The Amazing Spider-Man it's, one is like pretty bad. It's terrible. It, I think it's, it's so like boring. pretty, pretty bad. The second bad. one's actually There's, better just because um, it's like it's better because it's worse. The best the best <laughs> yeah. thing about those movies is by a mile. It's just Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone because yeah. they are mm-hmm. incredible actors and they have incredible chemistry together. But like I saw that and I thought like, oh, you know, what? maybe I'll feel the nostalgia. It'll tickle my nostalgia a little bit for Tobey Maguire. I don't have nostalgia for Andrew Garfield because those movies mean nothing to me. Well, I didn't and see there. it as much as nostalgia. Sure. I saw it just much more. The, 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 the thing that I love about Andrew Garfield in this, in this movie is not because of those movies. 
it's because of the conversation around those movies. Like they take the meta angle and the idea yeah. of Andrew's Spider-Man being the worst one. And they He's got an inferiority in complex in this movie. The scene where Toby's like hyping him boy. up and being like, you're mm-hmm. amazing. You're amazing. Like mm-hmm. I Oh, loved. Oh, love that. So that reminds me another like thing of like infighting kind of a moment between the three of them. That's one cute. of my favorite lines in the entire movie is in these just Tom Holland's like, guys, I know how to work as a team. I'm part of the Avengers. And they're like, <laughs> oh, that's really cool. With the Avengers. What is that? <laughs> Great line. That's all you need. It was great. That's, yeah, that was so good because also just, you know, a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It goes into like Spider-Man. Uh, Why is Spider-Man really even in the Avengers? Because Spider-Man is such like a solo fighter like superhero yeah quick little quick little thing i I just on that is i do love that this tom holland's universe is like accepted and like obviously more technologically advanced to the point that they can change things with the other people's tech i think that's like an admission of how cartoony this world is and i just i love it when they embrace stuff like that or having the the shield the the, the, uh, statue of liberty shield I there's a lot to like in this movie and then the ending hits and it's so goddamn sad and it's amazing. The ending's so good in this so movie. The, the ending kicks ass. The it's uh, the ending starts to kind of really start when uh Tom Holland strange. is beating yeah. up a senior citizen to beating <laughs> him to death with his fist. Get his ass. Yeah. Um and uh, and you you know you feel it cuz he's like, you know, he murdered Aunt May, so uh, you know, you're like, all right, I guess this has to happen now. And then uh, Toby steps in and yeah. stops it. And I thought that was a good Toby moment because they don't even yeah. give him a line. It's just his face yeah. just kind of stone cold, just being like, no, 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 this is not happening right now. Um, and then the hug at the end between the three Spider-Men, that really got to me again because of the meta angle like this movie has Mm -hmm. this awareness of the conversation that the fans have obviously it comes in the the cheap nostalgia shit with the um something of a scientist myself and uh (laughs) you know them taking direct lines from the raimi movies and bringing them in and the the whole uh you know with great power comes great responsibility thing where it's just like they know that we know you know, and they're yeah. using they're playing that into the movie. But that hug, that is a passing of the torch moment. It was just it's where joyous. it's, it's great. not. Yeah, it's not just about like all three of them are Spider-Man, all three are Peter Parker. It's also like these guys have been through the fucking cheese grater <laughs> of the Hollywood yeah. industrial complex. And now Tom Holland is there, too. And there is this camaraderie that they're all mm-hmm. sharing in that moment. So. To that point, though, because there is that moment and you're right about going like it's torch patching, but not even to me, like the end of this movie. I'm like, is Tom Holland really like how many more years is Tom Holland going to be Spider-Man? Well, is all I was thinking about the when press this tour movie. was angling towards this being it. But after I that, 260 mill opening <laughs> I, there's well, no not even that, not even that but i i do wonder if and i mean maybe this is just me uh wanting to see my favorite spider-man in the universe but we get that one little cutesy line from jamie fox about maybe there's a black spider-man yeah. out there somewhere well, no and like i 
I just I really thought that that was leading up to a stinger. And that's that that was selfish of me, because honestly, you know, if they put Miles in this movie, then everybody's talking about Miles and no one's talking about Tom Holland. Whatsoever. <laughs> they already dropped an Easter egg for Miles in a Spider-Man Homecoming. With Frickin Donald, Donald Glover, Glover is yeah. literally he mentions his nephews. This Prowler. is the second one. Yes. Yeah. So, so just, and anyway, it doesn't matter. I, so I, if we're getting into the ending and then theories right now, real quick. This is setting up perfectly that we could just create a movie that is basically the Spider-Man video game on PlayStation. Right. Anime is now <laughs> yeah, passed yeah. away. He's Peter will take over a role at Feast. Yeah. Right. Which now. I love like mm-hmm. he'll that take I knew in the, a kid from Harlem who'll like want to take a job the there. Game, yeah. That knowledge coming into it. Yeah. Like they're actually like they could just bring that in. They'll have a young well, that's from the start um, taking a job the, there. That's from the one more day comics, like the era. Like so what's funny about this this book uh, this movie is that it's adapting uh one more day which is a story about mephisto dissolving um peter and mj's marriage uh so that peter's everyone can forget the peter's spider-man uh it is one of the most hated storylines in comics it really is reviled it's so funny that this is the movie that adapts it and then like the comics right after introduced feast and all that doesn't have anything to do with anything just thought it'd be a fun little tidbit because i'm a nerd um, yeah. <laughs> so, so yes, yeah, so the, 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 the main crux of the ending is um, a bunch of random spider man characters are coming in from the sky. Uh, the rhino. We see, rhino, we see rhino, we see Scorpion, <laughs> we see Craven. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, Tom is like, all right, strange. We gotta, we gotta do the thing. You gotta make everybody forget that I, uh, that Peter Parker even exists. Um, and this moment between him and MJ is so fucking right. sad, so emotionally devastating and he, like yeah. sweet and triumphant in a way too. There get the so, big kiss. So real quick, I just want to do my real quick nitpick is that like the scene where Peter and Zendaya like kiss and are about to leave. And it's like very emotionally saying goodbye to Ned and all that. There's just a random shot to Toby and Andrew just hanging out. I'm like, fuck off. You're done. Please go. Like, <laughs> no, go no, to- we gotta get, we gotta get no, one no, no. more. <laughs> anyway, but yes, it's I know. But that, that scene is why I think like Andrew, uh, Tom Holland could have carried these movies on their own. I think that scene, in the donut shop where he, accepts oh, that's that's accepts the scene the, oh my yeah, god it's, it's, it's when ass. he sees the band-aid on her forehead and you see everything changing on his face and realizing yeah. what he has that is like he's that is where i'm like okay this guy can act like this is yeah. a great fucking scene with and that's him. a that's spider-man like, moment like the idea yes. of like i have to do what's best that's for the people in my yeah. life but what's worse for me, that's the end, life that's the end of the first mm-hmm. Raimi Spider-Man yeah. is walking away from MJ at the funeral yep. and saying, no, and I need to take responsibility. Uh, so so exactly. people talk trash about these these MCU movies because they are so tied in with Doctor Strange and Iron Man and all that. But these movies have always gotten the spirit of what Spider-Man is and has always understood like who that character is like on a deeper level, I think, than. Well, the Garfield movies, but like, you know, so just stuff like that is just like why I love these movies, especially in the MCU. This like these, even if like this one I have more issues with, like moments like that are like worth like a hundred Black Widows, you know? Oh, of well, course. It's just, you no, know, a thousand percent, but more so like 
One thing that this movie did confirm for me, and this isn't necessarily what I thought the direction that we were going to go in, but it's definitely what some people kind of wanted after Endgame was, okay, Spider-Man is now going to be the Iron Man of this universe. Spider-Man is going to be like the main guy in everything. He's going to be the leader. Mm -hmm. And this movie kind of confirmed that like, no, he's definitely not. Yeah. He's still like his own thing. And I feel like, that's kind of where Spider-Man exists best is kind of he's like over here on the right. side yeah. and then maybe he 100%. can like come in for some team ups or something like that. But I don't want Spider-Man to be the leader yeah. of the Avengers. And I wonder that's, if that's that was, not what I want. I wonder if this was the plan all along. I wonder like what the deal was with that, Sony yes, to borrow the yep. character, because yep. it really seemed with Homecoming that they were like this version of Spider-Man is going to be directly tied to the Avengers and the mm -hmm. MCU from all angles. And I wonder if the plan all along was to start there and then eventually over the course of these three movies, get him to what is to me the definitive version of Spider-Man where, where he's, he's truly independent yeah. in a shitty apartment yeah. with a homemade suit Man. swinging <laughs> through Manhattan. Yeah, that's so that's, no it's it's tech it's, bullshit. It's, it's so vague, but what it, I think it's 1000% some kind of contractual obligation that you need to have him as a blank slate for Sony. I don't think that matters. I still think it's like artistically actually pretty solid in what it's doing. And it's the kind of funny thing where you could have not this would hurt. You could not have any more Tom Holland Spider-Man movies or any other Tom Holland Sony Spider-Man movies, but like this would feel right as an ending to this trilogy. It's like that, right. that, mm -hmm. that very right. specific yeah, it's that it's that very specific thing that doesn't happen a lot, but in comics and even fewer in MC movies where, you know, these are characters that are, you know, perpetually in their second act. They never really have beginnings or endings, but there are some stories that while you know there's going to be more, you know, the show will go on. You could look at this and be like, well, this is an ending yeah. and I can I can accept this as it is. And I, I love that the movie kind of walks that line so well. Yeah. And it feels like over the course of three movies, which mm -hmm. usually, you know, with these kinds of movies, we're used to seeing it in one movie. We get the origin story of Spider-Man. Like it didn't feel that way as it was happening, which is kind of why yeah. I'm curious if that was the plan all along. But it feels like through these three movies, they told the origin in a brand new way that was birthed from the Avengers movies. And, and just stem directly from yeah. those uh, characters in that world. And they took their time very, very mm -hmm. patiently and gave us the origin story of now this new Spider-Man that has the potential now, if they keep going with this, which I think they should, to give I, us yeah. like fucking phenomenal Spider-Man stories. Yeah. I, yeah. There, it's, there, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, and again, this is all like, I, I'm only doing this because it's literally as inside baseball as you can get, but it's reading film contracts. Um, mm -hmm. But this is technically the last quote unquote solo Spider-Man movie on Tom Holland's right. contract. He still is technically available for like abilities, appearance. to, appearances in Marvel movies. So therefore they could put him in, which I think is why I was under the assumption. Now, he's getting a new contract. Yeah. Oh, oh no, I mean, after million dollars. <laughs> yeah, you better. Second highest grossing opening weekend of all time. Buffy. But I do. I almost wonder. And I don't know. Maybe it's it, it, Kevin Feige would really be an insane person if he was just like, 
No, I have this idea that this was the last Tom Holland movie. We're we're transitioning to Miles right now. <laughs> you could that well, would be some I, people are saying now now the rumor is that Andrew Garfield is gonna get another movie and that's how they'll introduce Miles. I, It'll be an older be Garfield mentoring a can young we, Miles. Can we now maybe that's honestly more than Tom Holland. That would yeah. be so and funny. And Michael Morbius is, will be in there. Tom Hardy, <laughs> throw him in. Sony, <laughs> now, let me tell you service. Sony needs to fucking they need this this yeah. is their money oh man. yeah they do oh yeah they are going to milk it however they can and if that means bringing back andrew garfield that, who loves this character and wants to do I it think clearly that would based be on this movie. so funny if more than anything more than this being a success for tom holland if it's a success for andrew garfield <laughs> that's the funniest outcome to i would i i'm the scroogiest guy about callbacks but i i would love to see another andrew garfield because man like the dude left it all out on the dance Look, floor i andrew yeah. garfield's one of my favorite actors alive right now so just let that man do whatever the fuck he wants for the rest of his life no, he proved he can this movie had the fun comics thing of it's messy you know th this trilogy that was messy it had a lot of stuff getting in the way it had a lot of callbacks and crossovers but at the end of the day it is like it is a trilogy about you know a boy who gets responsible finds responsibility and becomes a man at the very end yeah, right. and that is satisfying you cannot that's incredibly satisfying you know yeah um just some stray comments as we wrap up i just wanted to kind of go back to the comparison to uh rise of skywalker not the box office comparison as we originally brought <laughs> it up but just the idea of like uh giving the people what they want yeah not and, nearly as well excuse yeah as like that's the the, the yeah. worst case scenario <laughs> of it you know and this movie <laughs> so shows craft. like how it can be done right because that's that's usually a terrible idea giving yeah. the fans what they want and i think they nailed it here um also i just thought it was hilarious that my theater just clapped at thomas hayden church <laughs> I was just like, seriously? No, he looks, I, I, yeah, he was. Oh, boy. It's weird. It was weird. It's weird that there was no Sinister Six. I have to imagine well, something went wrong, so like, like contractually. Two, two points to that is that one, is this the closest thing to a Sinister Six movie yeah. that we'll it's ever get? It's five. There's is no that okay? <laughs> is that cool? Like strange, uh, uh, strange might or be Or Venom the, just missed it. Yeah, who cares? Drunk, yeah, Venom just getting fucking Yeah, lit. Tom Hardy was in Mexico. So many questions <laughs> about why he's... In this I would have movie. loved to have I, seen I have uh, Tom Hardy in the mix. That would have been awesome. What? Oh, my, okay. My... No. Speaking of justice for Topher Grace, where's my guy Topher at? <laughs> yeah, release the Topher cut. Release the Topher cut. Yeah. Do you my think that there was like story? He was yeah. originally on there, and there was like stories like Jared Leto as Joker, where he's like sending people like raw meat to their <laughs> hotel rooms. Topher Grace. I, I think my like not sexy guess is that like just because this is the end of a trilogy and also is like technically a Sony movie and Marvel can't like get anything from it in that way that like they're, they're literally the two teasers was for like Venom, probably another Venom movie and then Doctor Strange, just straight up like trailers basically. It yeah. doesn't feel like this is like spreading out to the next thing besides like Venom might show up in whenever the hell Spider-Man's next movie yeah. is, but whatever. I know. mean, the new Strange movie looks great. 
Yeah, I, I thought, I, I thought Sam the, Raimi. really good. Sam Raimi, yeah. baby, let's go. The big strange sequence in this movie was good. The whole like mirror uh, chase sequence. Yeah, and Peter I gets could. out of it with math. I thought that was a good little moment. Kind of nonsense, I, I, but sure. I, I, I've been on record like and it's nothing. It's no, I no, actually, no, I don't like it. I, I think you can do a lot more with Doctor Strange than the fucking like Inception, the like make copy it Inception. Thing. Yeah. yeah, you can do. He's magic. You can do whatever I, you right. want. That's, you know, well, yeah. that's my hope for. Uh, uh, for multiverse is because yeah. I just want Sam Raimi. I want him to make, he said that he wants to make this a horror movie. Yeah, it'd be as, a nightmare. He wants to go as yeah. close to horror as Marvel movies Guys. can go. And that gets me hyped. I don't know. That probably Bro. won't be, and it probably won't be as executed Dude. as what he has in his mind, but you know, that Sam Raimi has never made a bad movie. Yeah. Sam Raimi has never made a That's, bad movie. Well, Oz the great and the powerful. Yeah. Never <laughs> made a bad movie. Masterpiece is incapable of making a disaster. When Scott Derrickson got picked up for the original Doctor Strange, his whole thing was, I'm going to make it a horror movie. And I'm in college talking to all my friends. It's going to be a horror Marvel Marvel movie. And then fucking Doctor Strange comes out and it's like the most whelming experience you'll ever have in your life. And I'm just like, damn it. Where's the horror? I would love it. I want that. I really, I really hope beyond hope that there's enough Raimi in this because that one is going to be really, that one's going to break my soul if like the machine eats Sam Raimi in the way that it's eaten. Uh, Edgar Wright oh, and every other yeah, yeah. great filmmaker who's ever stepped Ta- in. Taika, Taika got his, you know. But Taika, I, I think, Taika yeah. the more and more as we like step back, Taika, it makes sense. He was like a perfect fit for the MCU family. Oh, 100 right. You're right. It's, You're it's right. quips, you know. All right. So really before we wrap up, let's just uh, let's just kind of um, voice like where we would rank this movie among the MCU and among all the Spider-Man movies. Um, oh, boy. Okay. I think I think I put this um, at number four Spider-Man movies. I put the the first two Raimi and Spider-Verse over this uh-huh. easily. Uh-huh. And then I'd put this and then with MCU. I think this is top 10 MCU for me. It's probably like number nine or number 10. I've lost. I track really loved the it. MCU move. I don't even remember. I can't even keep track um, of the end. I would say for Spider-Man, I put this. Well, you got so Spider versus number one. Then you got the three Raimi's, then Homecoming, then this one. So you like Spider Man three that much, really? It's it's a movie I, with actual interiority and actually has like themes and is like it's like a real movie. Yeah, you know I mean, I'm, I'm being dismissive, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually am like I'm an apologist for Spider Man three. I think it's Damn. got a lot of good stuff in it. I should watch it. I, you yeah. know what? I, I feel you. I think that I might also have the, this and Spider-Man 3 are like on the same tier for me. I um, just rewatched Spider-Man sure. 3 recently, guys. That movie no. has some serious problems. Well, okay. Has Tom so Holland ever one? gotten emo and then danced no, on the streets no, of New York? That was a great moment. Yeah, so, <laughs> I yeah, love okay. that scene. That, and and uh, once again, and then, that's Sam Raimi just being like, yeah, you know what? I'll make your fucking stupid <laughs> studio movie. Here's what we're, I We're going <laughs> eyeliner mode, baby. I mean, and to be fair, I would give it like a slight edge over this one. And then for MCU, I mean, I, I'm going to not top 10, but not that far off. It's just middle. It's middle for me. It's not, not in a bad middle, like upper middle, okay. upper middle. Yeah. I, you know what? Upper I'm middle. I, I'd probably say this is my favorite Tom Holland Spider-Man yeah, movie. Easily. Sure. I think this is, it's like this and then homecoming and then far from home's kind of down from there. Cause that movie's kind of a mess. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I'd probably put this at fourth too. I think that I, I would put this 
right around in that it's in that range but i think spider verse is on a tier of its own i think spider verse is like perfect yeah, i think spider-man man. one and two are both also kind of perfect in their own ways they are and then this is kind of in a band of movies where i'd put like this spider-man three and homecoming all kind of together in the same tier yeah the reasons i love homecoming are so specific to myself so that's very much a fan yeah it's, it makes me, it that seems yeah. like a movie for comic michael book keaton fans. baby michael Probably keaton is yeah, michael keaton. In that movie. yeah that's you know i i mean i put homecoming i'm not homecoming for me is top five mcu it's like that and a few other, there there's a few I, I, that's that's my one like stupid nerd take i'm allowed it but yeah this is like so much more interesting and more, way more fun of a movie than i expected like it's so much weirder it's not just nostalgia. There's so much stuff around yeah. it. There's so much stuff like genuine fighting against each other, with each other, complimenting to try. Like it's it's a ride, you know. And yeah. I'll take that in this in this day and age of movies. Can I just ask, would you guys have liked this movie more or less if before the movie started, Tom Holland came on screen and said? Welcome back to the movies. <laughs> and he Slightly gave more. a whole speech about the power of, <laughs> yeah. of storytelling in the cinema. I would have, would liked, have it liked that. If, more? I would have liked it more if it was Toby Maguire wearing his youth pastor. <laughs> if he just came pastor. in, just like, hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> I'm Toby. Diana's you might have you might recognize me from such works as The Great Gatsby by Boz Lerman. Sea Biscuit. Um, sea Biscuit. <laughs> My I'm final sorry. thought is uh, I really enjoyed the movie and I was kind of in disbelief for a lot of it it didn't feel like a real movie i felt like my brain was breaking watching the three spider-men hanging out i was like how is this real how is this happening the movies it's man just like the it's movies. just kind of like tough to to accept as as a real thing just it's a such miracle a wild, that it works in yeah, any way at all just such a wild sure. wild thing um sure and uh yeah i i obviously not perfect but really enjoyed it harry thank you so much for coming on you got to run to go enter the matrix, don't you? I'm entering the matrix. I'm hearing really good and bad things from people I know already. <laughs> so I'm very, I had one person say it's great. Another person just texted me saying it's a five out of 10. So Ooh, I am ready to rock. Wildly different yeah, hey. takes. Well, yeah, I'm excited to hear what you yeah. think. Um, I've been rewatching the original movies leading up to this one. So I'm getting, as soon as I got home from no way home, I put on the first matrix movie. So I'm just going from one hype train to the next one. We, um, good luck chasing rabbits. Yeah. Um, enjoy it, man. Um, thank you so much for coming on and thank you for listening. Um, please have a safe and happy holiday. Merry Christmas. Um, and stay tuned for our best of the year wrap-up um best albums movies tv shows first watches all that good stuff and our uh, robin williams series continues so thank you email us follow us subscribe to us and donate thank you to all you beautiful donors for donating and we'll <laughs> see you next time uh have a happy new year and happy holidays we love you. Happy holidays. Bye-bye. From us Bye. and Spider-Man. Bye. Bye.